I didn't perform well because I didn't. It was one of the, it was last comic stand. It's one of those things where two things two things changed. One of the things that changed was when I did that set. I said I have to talk about myself. I have to do jokes about myself. Those aren't my best jokes, right? So when I did this one, I knew that. Yeah. When I did this one for comedy for Comedy Central and then for Just for Laughs, yeah. I just said I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna do the jokes that I love to do right now. Uh huh. Okay. And I'm gonna do. I'm only gonna do those jokes, and I just said I'm gonna practice those. I'm gonna work on those, and I'm just gonna keep doing them until I know exactly where the punches are, and I can take out stuff, and I right. can add it, and I'm just gonna make this the funniest five to seven minute set that I can. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. If you're in the D.C. area this weekend, Yamanika Saunders will be headlining Big Hunt. Yamanika is a great comic from New York who has been on The Tonight Show, Last Comic Standing, and Crashing on HBO. You can get tickets and info on the website. Our guest today is Tim Miller. Tim is a good friend of mine and a great D.C. comic. He has appeared on Laugh Tracks on True TV and was just selected to perform on Clusterfest, Comedy Central's big annual festival. In this episode, we talk about Tim's decision to pursue comedy from D.C. when other people were moving, how he changed his approach to auditioning, and his vision for his comedy future. I was in the Army. Okay. And um, I started college after I came here. After um, Fort Bragg and then How long the were you White in the House. Army? Eight years. Okay, so you're in the Army eight years. Eight years in the Army. And what did, you, did you do something specific in the Army? Photographer, photographer, videography, just AV stuff. Did you follow around high-profile people? Yeah. I was, when I was at the White House, I followed around. Um, well, I got there at the end of Bush. Oh, no, I'm sorry, the end of Clinton. Like, after all of the... He was campaigning at that time for Al Gore. Okay. So, he was... Um, like I'm getting ready to leave. Yeah, the last clean. year. Oh mm-hmm. man, so he was in a good mood. I remember. Yeah. What do you mean? You were, did you work around there too? No, I just remember him being like at the end of his presidency because his popularity was like really high. Uh-huh. The economy was really good. Uh huh. And Clinton was just like you. I just remember his kind of vibe. Yeah. Of just kind of walking around, just just laughing, just hanging and smiling. out, man. Yeah, because he because he was like because he got to the end. Yeah. And he got to the end, and he was at his most popular. Yep. So it seemed like a successful uh, presidency, and it seemed like Gore was going to win. Yeah. So it was like lots of positive seemed vibes. like it, man, but uh, <laughs> Um. So, yeah, by the time I got there, it was 2000. He was campaigning. He was like, yo, get my guy. He loves campaigning, too. He he loved it. Yeah. Um. He loved those long rope lines and um, just hearing stories about, other trips like that was the worst he was the worst to start with because he wouldn't they wouldn't give us like a hey don't come in here for this event like this little private meeting actually no some of them they did like the really the really private ones yeah but if you look at the schedule for for that day you were working every single event that day like unless it was lunchtime or private time or something like that, you were doing everything. And did they so, they have a, a person from the army there because of the security? Like they can't have a regular photographer 
a civilian photographer? No, he had a he had a several civilian photographers. Um, Sharon Farmer. Um, they, I saw a documentary recently with all like White House photographers. They had some from Bush, from uh, from Clinton. But why did they have and, an uh, army an army person there? The army people. What it was is it, it was the government. They were trying to save money. So my job was it was called White House TV. And what I would do is I would travel with the president, and I was his official videographer. Uh-huh. So you see the press. We would travel with the press. And uh-huh. then um, they would shoot their stuff for TV. We would shoot our stuff for him. Okay. So everything that we shot you went to his. You were doing it for Bush's YouTube channel. Right. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is he didn't have one. I really. know. Of course not. Yeah. Um we, it just went to his library. I don't so. know if there was a YouTube in 2000. Was there YouTube? I think it was, may have just been starting. I think, didn't YouTube, maybe 2005? I don't know. I but can't yeah. remember. But yeah, he But that's like, it's funny. It's like you need to have that person taking all the videos so you can chop that up and put it on your Instagram. Yeah. Well, we found that out after, um, so we got Clinton, all of him just working, humping every day. Uh-huh. He was late to everything because he was spending a is lot of time. Is that military s- humping or is this... I'm Clinton hunting, yeah, hump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he was, you know, he was doing a different. He's doing of, both. Yeah, I wish I could show like old videos of him, like uh, in rope lines, where he would visibly be talking to a young woman longer than yeah. anybody else. Like any pretty girl, he's like, he's gonna stop watching. Yeah, stop yeah. With this girl. <laughs> yeah, and he would stop, and they would just hold court. Some people can't help it. You can't change, man. Yeah. So he he would do. And he was late for everything, <laughs> like hours late. That's and um, he, yeah, and then he left, of course, and then Bush came in, and all all that shit changed. We had to get um, we had to get a smaller camera because we would go into the Oval, yeah, and it would be him and some, you know, diplomat, him and Tony Blair one time, uh-huh. um, and he was like, "Why are there two? people you know one guy would do camera one guy would do sound yeah or one person would do a camera one person would do sound and he was like it's two people we don't need two people in here like get get one and why is that camera so big so we had to buy smaller cameras and then do like bush said this yeah weird what his, is his administration huh yeah what difference does it make how big the camera is just it's just too it, many ears just too many too many ears on their shady too shit many that they ears, had going yeah. on too many. It was too much going on. I think they just liked uh, less. Th- like, they yeah. just liked a whole lot less from us. Right. And, I mean, that was probably some of the best times <laughs> there. I got to enjoy a lot of the stuff. It wasn't, you know? so it wasn't as hard of work? It wasn't. No. Not at all. So when did you start and doing stand-up? I got out of the Army in the middle of Bush. So the first four years, I got out in 2015 and I started doing stand-up a month later. You I mean 2005? I'm, 2005, you're right. Sorry, 2004, actually. 2004 is when I got out. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so um, you started doing stand-up in 2005? 2004. Mm-hmm. 2004. Yeah. And Where are I, we now? It's month, 2019, so you're 15 years in. I'm 15 years in this month. I got out in July. Well, I was on leave for three months, so I got out in November, but I took leave in July. Like, you, you PCS, basically. I see. Yeah, so you... Wait, uh, and where did you start going up at first? 
I started going up, sheesh, Wise Acres. Wise Acres. That was my first time. And that was in Virginia? That was in, yep. Tyson's Corner in that hotel. Was Mullen around at that point yet? Nick Mullen was not. Nick Mullen came maybe a year and a half later. Okay. Yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah. Who was there? Not much. Was anybody that we know? That's the funny Kicking thing. There wasn't no the the anybody that comes around now. Well, you know Randolph and Andy. Uh huh. They were there. Rob Mayer. Okay. Mike, Mike Stork. It's weird the different groups yeah. that I've kind of run through. It seems there was a Wiseacres group. There was the well, there was the the Virginia group, and then you got the 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 DC group, and then the, just like now. What was the was early more, DC group? Early DC group was um, Jim. No, Jim Marsdale was his character. John Muma. Muma, yeah. Yeah, Muma. Um, Tony Grasick, mm-hmm. who's Larry Poon, if, you, if you're if you in the know. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't I know Larry Poon? I think I may Poon? have heard of Larry Poon, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I've never, I don't, I've never come across him. Yeah, yeah. He was a character. Um, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, Rory. Danny Ruye. So they were... Frank Hong. Were they in D.C. at that time when you started? They were the D.C. I feel like they were the D.C. crew, kind of. I see. And um, they would come down to Virginia. It wasn't as... I don't want to say segregated, but it wasn't as, like, we go here, you go here, we go here. Now, I feel like in D.C., it's like, we're in D.C., and you go here, and I go here. Because at one point... I was there's a there's another booker in the city that you that you know of that would go to your shows when you started getting popular. Uh-huh. I'm trying not to say his name, but when but I also, st- when I started getting popular, when you started getting popular, uh-huh. he was the type to go creep on your shows. He would go and check out your shows. Or just say it. I can take it out. Kurt Kurt Shackelford would go. Oh, Kurt would go to my shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would go I to never shows knew to that Kurt went out. to my shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would go to check him out. That's hilarious because I'm, he was I, the guy. That I know, I you yeah. know I met Kurt once at Rira when you were were you at trying his to, Rira yeah yeah when at his yeah yeah when I lived in Virginia oh shit no. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead I'll t- this is that's funny that you say his Rira go ahead well I met so I I just uh, you know I just came out I was like hey Kurt uh, I'd love to do your uh-huh. show whatever and he's just like yeah 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 email me email send me yeah email, yeah what year was that. When was that? That was uh, probably 2012. How far along were you? 2011. Brand new. Brand new, okay. Three months, six months in. Oh, sheesh. Um, And then you email him and then he hits you with the 10 friends. And he put me on. uh, Oh, he'll he'll give you the... I didn't even know if I was a bringer or not. I might have not been a bringer, but then he emailed me the day of and was like, Tony Woods is coming. I got to bump off. I got to bump you off. Oh wow! And then I and he's like, email me again. I'll give you another spot. I emailed him again. He never responded to me. Right. And then I emailed him another time. He didn't respond. And then, um, then I end up starting Big Hunt. And then yeah. I then I never. Then that was it. I never talked to him again. How f- how soon after you started, did you, two years come into Big Hunt? Okay, because I think Big Hunt was the beginning. But for you, you had what I was had the other H- one? Hunan. I had also a town, townhouse tab. That's the one I would go uh-huh. to, yeah, because the gay bar was right next door, uh-huh. and they were um, super cool. They, uh, <clears throat> I started at the exact same time as Big Hunt. That yeah. started the week before Big Hunt, or two weeks really? before. Yeah, they, I, I made the agreement to start the shows at the same time, but Townhouse was ready to start immediately, and Big Hunt was like 
start in three weeks. Yeah. Um, so they basically we started at the same time, and it wow. was one was on Monday, one was on Wednesday. Big Time was such a weird. We were like, "Where's he gonna go? Like, where's he gonna? Where's the show supposed to be?" Oh yeah, because Big Hunt was when when I started working the improv. That's the hangout. That was Big Hunt was the hangout after the improv, and right. we, I thought we had gone to all the rooms. Right, the upstairs. And I didn't the know balcony. that room was down there either. I had no idea that that room was. Down I didn't there. know it was there either. I'd hung out there a bunch of times. Yeah, I had and no I was, idea. It was like there's a basement, in and here? I was walking from one place to get to Townhouse Tavern, and I just walked past Big Hunt. Right, and I just went in to check it out. And I saw the sign for the basement, and then right. that's how that happened. Just fell so up on it was some really <laughs> by chance, totally by chance. <laughs> yeah, just um, fell up on, quit your job, and yeah, right. fell up on a new career, just walking, walking that's around. That's right. So but when you what were, were you working? You were working at the World Bank. World Bank, that's right. Okay. Yeah, I worked at World Bank at that at that point. Um, Have you told the listeners this? this story enough it's hard to keep track of like what exactly <laughs> i've said on these really Cause little just because little bits and pieces of different things come up at different times so mm. yeah i mean I, i've gone over these things roughly yeah. do people complain to you yet have no. they started oh, about reviewing? me saying the same thing over and over again well, no just compl- in general just what's the or, or is there a complaint? i have not gotten any complaints about the podcast i'm more i'm a little i'm not worried about the it most but i don't like Oh, you're worried about your podcast? Yeah, I don't like... Well, I have hardly heard any uh, complaints at all, so... Okay. And... That's not really good either, but... The most... I think the only thing that people complain about is the intro that I do <laughs> on these because it's very short and uh, it's kind of like... You're annoyed by it? I mean, I, it's not the part. I, I don't care about that part. I'm just trying to get the information out. I, I'm just trying. Oh, I'm literally just trying to say what the show is, yeah. what show's happening this weekend, and who the person I'm talking to is. That's uh, all right. I'm trying to get across. And so I'm <laughs> what just do trying. What they want? To, I think they want it to be like. Um, they mm. want me to talk like this. They want me to be like, "What's up, guys? How's it going?" Yeah, hey, you know, so I was having. Mm, a, subscribe to my YouTube. Uh, be, be, I think they want to be like, "What's up, guys?" Man. Let me tell you about my commute home last yes, night. Yes, that's what they want. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have a tough. I just, I just can't. I don't know. I can't bring myself to do you're, that. You're, you're not. Um, I don't know what they call it, but you're not. You don't talk about yourself too, too. No, much. no. I, I don't. Really Even like in your stand up, I don't like to really. Really. Yeah, it feels uncomfortable. It makes me feel Interesting. weird. Yeah, that's like the number that. Well, I know that people like it. I like listening to other people talk about themselves, and I like people. I, I like other people who do that. Yeah. Uh, although I, I don't really like the beginning of like Mark Maron's podcast. Um, do you think it's too much sharing or do you think it's... I'm just not interested in what he has to say. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not in like it, it just isn't like his personal turmoil and hmm. idiosyncrasies are just aren't very interesting to me. I, a lot of a lot of people are interested in it. And I don't yeah. think they're wrong for it. I just don't care about it. I, I like hearing a, a I like hearing somebody that I have no connection to, um, which is weird. I maybe it's just that I like him in particular because there's other people that do theirs and then they they talk about their stuff right. and I'm like I don't give a fuck about I don't care about your thing yeah just but for him for some reason it's just I've just always been a fan of his though. So that has had something to do were with you, it. Were you a fan of him before the podcast? Yeah. I was a fan oh, of cool. him um 
like some comic that lived in DC was um he like worked at the improv and he would keep booking himself on high profile shows. So when Patrice was alive, Patrice O'Neill came, he booked himself on that show. This is and then a comic? Yeah, yeah. Who was it? His name is well, he doesn't do comedy anymore. Well, what does think. it matter? What does it make if we talk about? <laughs> oh, this is this isn't a redacted like this is a his name his name was Jay Hastings. Okay, I've heard that name before. I've okay. heard people talk about the but I don't know anything about him. I don't know who he is or what or anything about him. He was a good enough guy, but we um, in my in my jealousy days, I noticed he would book himself. Yeah. On Everybody like, notices that. Yeah, yeah. He booked <laughs> yeah. himself on the big show. Sure. Patrice, and then Bill Burr came the week after. Uh-huh. He booked himself on that show. And we were all like, this piece of shit is... But then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, well I would do the same shit if I, right. was, which, if I was able to do it. Right. But um, he he weaseled his way into like a guest spot in, on Marin's show. This is when Marin was... Headlining. This is before the podcast. Yeah, and he would. Um, would he headline the improv? Yeah, he was headlining the improv. It was right after, probably the week of his second divorce. Okay. So he wasn't in a good yeah headspace. So uh, <laughs> Jay goes up, and he does his thing, and um, Mark just his he's talking shit about him on stage because he's not holding anything back. Who's talking um, shit about who? J- Mark is talking shit about uh, okay Jay yeah yeah I think maybe off stage maybe in the green room you know how small that yeah, improv sure. green room is and um I can't remember if I was at a party or something and I went there after because Herbie Herbie Gill was uh-huh. the feature and I was like what's up boy we were doing the you know the it's the that's it's funny the, that Herbie was the feature all the way back then yeah it's like well it's like you do the thing where you. Go see your friend, but you also go. Oh, hey, hey, headliner! I'm, yeah, I'm sure, Tim. Sure. Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> um, and he was still mad about talking to to like Herbie was texting me beforehand, like, "Yo, this he's mad as shit at Jay for doing that his quote unquote Bill Hicks impression." So uh, <laughs> when I got there, like I can't remember what I said to him, but I made him laugh, and. It was like I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of his now. Oh, just because it's more about, yeah, yeah, because it's more <laughs> about my, yeah, more about my ego. So, I, from there, I watched him go up. He didn't do well. He was all he talked about was his ex-wife, and then he, um, he did a one-man show in L.A. and I went to go see him out there mm-hmm. with my then comedian girlfriend, and then um, we. Is that girl still a comedian? She is, actually. I think so. Can you say this person's name? Um, I think I've caused her enough pain. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, she moved to France with her husband. But she's a comedian in France? I think she is. Wow. I think so. Um, she, he, and then she's the one that told me about his podcast. And I think he was like a few episodes in when I started listening to it. But I thought it was... So was there a Pretty point cool. a point in time when uh things did kind of they eventually Wiseacres closed. Yeah. And boy did it. And then Arlington Draft House opened up eventually. Yeah. Mhm. 
and things shifted kind of closer into DC from mm-hmm. out of Fairfax to Arlington. Yeah. And, um, and then it, by the time I started, there's, there was more back and forth between DC and, and uh, Virginia where the, there was like a lot more mixing Yeah, and uh, people going and doing spots in the city and people from the city coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for that Arlington mic on Saturday. Yeah. Did, uh, did those groups start to mix more? Was Hampton part of that group? What part of the Virginia? Yeah, Hampton mm-hmm. was in the Virginia crew. Well, what about all? What about? Uh, I think he was Aparna. one of those that kind of went back and forth. Aparna was more DC. Okay, she was Virginia too. But She's she was, from Virginia. Yeah, yeah, but she was more DC because she did improv. If mm. you could mix in with that, yeah, then same thing with Rory. Rory was an improv. He did uh, Wit too, uh, Washington Improv Theater, as well. So he was. Um, they were kind of mixed in, like they had the personalities. They had the. Mm-hmm. They weren't like awkward. Improv people always just annoyed me, so I just not all not all of them. And but you're talking about people doing improv, not people performing. People at the improv. doing improv always had this thing about them that bothered me. Is that right? Yeah, because well, at the time, now I meet improv people. I'm like, improv people are great. But at the time, pretty chipper. Yeah, I was, but I was just in this. I don't know if it was a jealousy thing for them necessarily. I think it was more. I just wasn't um, comfortable uh-huh. in comedy, so I was like, "Why? Why are they so happy?" Did you become friends with them before they left? Um, like Aparna or uh-huh. like Aparna and Rory? Not really, Rory. I mean, Rory, see, the thing with Rory, I would play basketball. So we would go to Dr. Dremo's in Arlington. Kurt, also Kurt's room. Kurt's room, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt, had a, Kurt had a monopoly, dog. He was. Yeah. So that's why I say he yeah, went I ended to your shit. Yeah, <laughs> he went to your shit. What it was, I think people, I mean, I'll finish in a second, but finish the other story. Comics go to rooms where the people aren't as, people are easy to deal with. Right. So, like, even you see it now, kind of, but then it was like, do I want to deal with Kurt or do I want to deal with Sean? Okay, I'm going to go to. Yeah, pretty (laughs) easy choice. It was, yeah. So, and I mean, you see it now too, but uh, the, I forgot what I was, the other part. They were, we would go play basketball in. Ryan's like apartment building or Ryan something Connor. like that. Yeah. And then uh one night we played with like Daniel Tosh came by. Okay. Because he was headlining. And this is when Daniel Tosh was this is before Tosh point oh, but this is like comics loved. Especially if you're a young comic, we love Daniel Tosh. Okay. Because he did a certain kind of comedy that was this is when he liked his audience still. Uh-huh. Like it he was a different comic to us. Mm-hmm. We were just like I was just in awe of what he was doing, and he was playing basketball with me. Like right, he's like, "Hey, I'm Daniel." I'm like, "I know who the fuck you are, man." <laughs> yeah. But I had to be cool and shit. You're like, "You're about to be a millionaire." Yeah, like <laughs> tens of millions. He's probably already already mm-hmm. a millionaire by then. But um, yeah, he was a uh, he he was cool to just talk to. But um, I think around then that's when we. We got into a basketball league in Woodbridge. Uh huh. 
because Ryan is from Woodbridge originally. Did you said, were you living in Woodbridge at that point? I was living in Woodbridge at the at the time, I think. And then we would just go there Sunday every Sunday morning. We would play ball and uh, get fucking our asses beat. <laughs> oh man, we were just, it's all comedians. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. we were terrible. How could you not? Be? This is when Kojo was still uh, a comic. Yeah. Kojo Monte, um, Ryan, Rory, the best basketball player on our team, athletically was me, but the best baller on our team was Frank Hong, who nobody met because Frank Hong stopped doing comedy in fuck, 2007, I believe, 2007, 2008. I don't know why. Yeah. Because he was like a um, like a one-liner guy. Real funny. Had a lot. Like, he was... I was like, why are you stopping? I don't get But he was moving to, I think he moved to Denver or some shit. Yeah, sometimes people get a job and move and then they just. Uh, they just do yeah. yeah. Or they just don't get the what they wanted out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I thought Hillary was funny. Yeah. Hillary Schofield. She I, just. Sure. Yeah, she just got to a point where she was like, I'm happy without this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She got married, I think. Yeah. Or he got it found a boyfriend or something. Mm-hmm. I knew so, I knew something was wrong when she was sewing at the shows. Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, or knitting Crochet. at the shows. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't think you like this anymore, do you? Yeah, not real interested She's in knitting it. at the yeah, at That reminds me of uh, Abe Barth. Yeah, like yeah. Like a one-liner guy that just quit. Yeah. It was, was really funny. Just I don't know what happened to Abe. Yeah, he just quit. I think but it's a it's a I'm not getting what I want. It's that perseverance thing yeah. I think and a lot of people have or or don't have that, you know. So did you get paid at Wiseacres? Yeah, I was uh I was an all pro. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> okay, so they pick select comics. Uh-huh. Um Mike Diesel was the booker. Uh-huh. Or he was the owner of the club. And um Clay Miles was his number two. Okay. And the all pros will come in on the weekends, weekend shows, fr- two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And they would seat the people. Okay. So you're basically a waiter. An usher. Kinda. Yeah, an usher, yeah. So you you check them in, uh-huh. and then you take them to their seat, and then you host the show, That's usually. Funny. And uh, the, fir- the first joke was always like, I know y'all like, who? The <laughs> dude just sat me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you <laughs> do your little, your little jokes or whatever, five minutes. And it was... Like, uh, it was like office space doing that shit. It was, if you would, you would have a weekend where you, if you, a customer made a complaint, mm-hmm. you would get a call from all, from everybody that was oh, yeah. <laughs> all pro that started before you. They would call you and go, hey man, you can't, you know, you can't be, it's like, dog, I work in an off, I, I do comedy so I don't get this shit. Yeah. Like, I don't need you calling me to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Short, shortly after I became an all pro, they uh, they ceased to have shows. So okay, it was kind of I was I didn't want it to end, but I didn't. That's because I didn't realize the how uh, the level of comedy that we could have been doing. Right. Yeah. So things got things how, different after there. Did you as you were like going through that time? I'm trying to think of like when I by the time that I started. It was Seton 
mm-hmm. was leaving right then. Mm-hmm. Like Seton and Hampton were both leaving right then. Right. Aparna had just left. Mm-hmm. And like, and then like a little bit before that, like, you know, like Nick Turner and signs had left and yeah. Rory had left. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you were, w- you and Parisi mm-hmm. were probably like, the, I don't. I can't remember who else was around that. I think you guys were like the kind of the top guys around around that time. I never really considered myself. I'm just like the just I'd been here the longest, or I I was doing it the longest. That was considered still viable because there's a lot of people that been doing it longer than me. But there wasn't that there, aren't quote unquote. Yes, consider. <laughs> of course, of course, it's not just about how much time you've been doing it. Yeah, but, but yeah, but you've a, been around a lot. But even if you, but if you look at the younger guys who were around at that point, there weren't any, there weren't any like superstars that you could see at that point. Right, like they weren't visible yet. Like Stav, like was just starting. Yeah, you know, Madi was just starting. Mm-hmm. Tyler was. Still, like putting it together, he wasn't really like killing it yet at that Richardson. point. Richardson, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Lafayette, Lafayette was good, was mm-hmm. about to move. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, so there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't like, I, I there wasn't a lot of <clears throat> the poor there, guy, there wasn't anybody that you would be like, oh, these are the stars. You're like, yeah, you know, it was pretty much in somewhat in order of, of how long. Mm-hmm. You guys have been. Did you think about moving at that point? I honestly, I really didn't want to move because at the I've had a few inklings to move. Like I had a good set at a show in New York one time, Uh and I was like, if I'm moving, I'm moving to New York. Uh huh. And then I, when I went to L.A. Uh huh. That one time, I did a um. I didn't do a show, but I just liked the vibe in L.A. Yeah, no shit. I mean, <laughs> it was it was incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like we went to uh, there was some uh, sushi sushi place in L.A. I can't remember the name of it, but everybody went there. Like okay, all of the like the the celebrities. Yeah, uh-huh. and then we went there for it was my like my birthday weekend. We went there. I came out. And paparazzi was outside. I was like, so, who are you? Like, I just had like a shirt <laughs> yeah, on yeah. and a hat, and they thought I was. I was like, what are you? I'm nobody. But I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. You could have been a comedian. I was just like, I mean, I just like the vibe out there. So between the two, I was I was kind of conflicted. But then I heard about Austin, which I'm from Texas, so right. Um, which is where Nick Mullen moved to, right. And then um, and Bryson and Bryson, yeah, I heard, but and I heard how popular Nick was getting uh-huh. because of um, he was he opening for Norm or was he opening for Norm who was opening for Stanhope? I don't know. I'm not sure. It was something. It was something like that. And I was like, so I booked a show. Cap City Comedy Club does that Sunday night open mic. Okay. And it was my first time doing stand up in Austin. And I and I and I did well, and I was like, I didn't know I could do well in Texas. Right? Maybe I should move home. Maybe I should move to. But I never made that. What years were, were that? Decision. Were those when you were when that was happening? I was probably six years in, seven years in. Okay, so that was like maybe a little two, longer. Two thousand ten, eleven, ago. twelve. Yep. 
Yeah, that was like right. Yeah, see, because that's mm-hmm. the point. I think when I started, yeah, you were at the point where you were up at the top. Yeah, and then that was when everybody that is when everyone around you was leaving. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Weems was around too. Weems also stayed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Weems also was in that kind of mix. And I remember on that first, uh, he put that that first special out, and he has like a little thing where he's talking to Seton. Um, Weems? Yeah, yeah. He put a DVD out. Yeah, I remember. His that. like early DVD. That was like he, he was selling. He sold it after yeah. shows for years. For years, yeah. Um, and uh, he charged me. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I bought it too. I, I bought was it. like, he was like twenty dollars, bro. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I bought that too. I was like, I was like four but months into stand up. Yeah, he was so nice to me. Talked to he talked to me a, a bunch. He gave me all kinds of advice. He was just always nice. Yeah, I was a, I was a bringer on yeah. Ramin's show. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Weems would always talk to me and uh, and be cool and so yeah. But anyway, but you could tell. Um, I don't know. I just remember having that, seeing that conversation between them, and it and Seton kind of makes a comment about how he's like annoyed about how how good one one of Weems's jokes is. Yeah. And it's like okay, like Weems could leave. Like he's you know yep. and you could you could have also, um, and it's interesting. You know, to just see what happens, you know. There was a, I feel like there there may have been like a, a deeper thing for me now that I'm at this, at this point, because now I don't think I have to leave. Mm-hmm. But in that time, it felt like I'm, I'm going to have to do something. Yeah, there. And uh-huh. I just didn't. For me, it was I was working in an industry where I could be successful in what I'm doing my day job and what I'm doing in comedy. So I was doing the things in comedy that like I was going on the road. There's this thing. Um, did you ever do hysterical management? No, I never even heard of it. Okay, so and this comes from like Wiseacres. There's a I wanted to be a road comic. <laughs> so um oh, it's a funny sounding dream now it's it's horrendous sounding now so i would take these gigs there's this um there's this thing called hysterical management they you send your avails and the, the lady that runs it she'll send you just like you do every week right. you send out the hey we have this 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 and this you say hey can i do this this weekend in Morgantown, West Virginia, mm-hmm. and it was usually a two-nighter. The Morgantown show, that was probably one of the best ones, and it was six hours away because you do the Morgantown show, that's three, and then you drive to Marietta, Ohio, which is another hour and a half, two hours, and you do that show in like a, in like a hotel. Yeah. And you do two nights, you get, I think it's one fifty for the weekend, and you drive six hours back to DC. So you do, and I did that one. Did you do four shows or two shows? Two shows. One in each. One each night, and you got one hundred fifty bucks. I think one hundred and fifty. It may have been two fifty actually. One twenty five a night, and then you drive six hours back to DC, and I did that one, and I did. How much time would you do? Thirty minutes. Okay, and um. But it's a it's a road thirty minutes, so you know the difference between the road and the and the city. I think people are a little more 
patient in the city. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember who's a road comic that's been through. Uh, you'd hear it all. I would hear it all the time at Wiseacres. I would never hear it in D.C. What people talking about doing that stuff? Well, no, people just the road. You can hear the road. Like you can hear. Oh, it's a cadence. Oh, it comes across. Yeah, Conroy kind of has that. Con- Conroy has I mean, not it a really little bit. in a too bad of a way, but no, he's he's in the middle though. Yeah, he's like he's a perfect balance. John Conroy is a perfect balance of road and city. Yeah, but I think if he does a longer set, he becomes more road. Yeah, I haven't heard him do a long set though. But yeah. there's a <clears throat> there's a dude that lives in D.C. I can't even I don't want to say what his name is, but right. Uh, Are you not saying names? But I got to say all. Of well, I mean, I'm throwing <laughs> a local comic on it. You know, oh, I it's uh. Okay. Who, who's presently oh, existing okay. who he does a lot of road stuff and yeah. uh yeah and you just you, you can you, hear it when you i mean when i hear it i'm like you i can't even have you go on the show yeah you can't even perform here if you're going to do that stuff it's too bad it's it's so um and not the, that the material i think the material on the road you can do it because i remember when i was good at it mm-hmm. i would go out and i would do well but that was like for one show then I would come back to the city, get this city on me, and then try to go back out on the road. Yeah. And the and the people on the road are not. Um, the the difference is like these small town people that may not be up on the news, mm-hmm. that may not be up on everything that's happening, or they are, and they have a different opinion than you do about it. So, you can't be doing that woke shit out there on the right. road, man. Right. You got to be. The jokes have to be boom. And what about women? Now look here. If I know you are, it's every joke has to have. It's like you have to be singing your jokes. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. I mean, and I think I had one good show that was good all the way through. Yeah, I had segments and other shows. I mean, I did a show in West Virginia, and I couldn't even find it, like where it was. Right. I was like, how am I gonna get to this? this like there was no hey how do i had to stop at a store and they giving me that what you doing around here boy yeah yeah that look and i was like i'm just looking for the comedy show oh it's right up the street like what was the crowd like for the show it was all um fucking it was coal miners man it was just all it's all white well you know what yeah oh yeah definitely all white um it was in a it was in a like a i mean it was in a bar yeah, but one of those dudes, some dude brought me like uh, moonshine, mm. like some flavored moonshine, and there were people from Texas there that were uh, oil, like they were doing. I think they were doing fracking out there actually. <laughs> Already? Like, yeah. Yeah, the early days of fracking. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you guys are from. One dude had a Baylor shirt on because I'm, you know, I'm from Waco. So yeah, I was like, you from. You from Waco? I was like, no, I went to Baylor though. Are you from Texas too? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm with this group over here. We're Oilers. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's wild. Um, and I didn't do well on that show. Well, you wonder what do you, what <laughs> is even okay. the point of doing well at that show? It's, it's just being. Um, I was working with this comedian named uh, Caroline Picard. Okay. Her, she was the her. Um, 
you had to have a mantra back when when you know everybody you had to have like a nickname. She was called the Cajun Queen. She was from Texas too, actually. Okay. And we had met before. Were you Tim the comedian at that point? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't changed my name too. I had, I wasn't going by Demon at that point. Um, Is that how you pronounce that? Demon. Demon. Yeah, yeah. Oh my wow. middle name. I always been said, said Demon in my. Really? It's got a knee on the end of it, right? It's got a knee. Yeah. I've uh, never said it out loud. I only say it in my <laughs> head when I read it. Yeah. Have, was there there was a point where you were going on stage as Tim Demon? No, just Demon. Demon. Yeah. Demon Miller. DeMond oh, Demon Miller. Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did you do that? I think a year. That's pretty funny. Only a few people know about that though. Yeah, that's uh, it's embarrassing when you change your name. Yeah. I was trying to be because there was another Tim Miller. Tim Miller is very common. It's super common. Yeah, I got a, I got a, um, I did that comedy festival. I did the Laughing Cow Comedy Festival or the Mad Cow Comedy Festival or something in Asheville, North Carolina. And I go out there. They meant to book a different Tim Miller. No, they meant to book me, but the other Tim Miller <laughs> took yeah. my. Be- you you already checked in. Yeah, and it was a white guy. Right. And <laughs> of course, so I thought about branding myself Black Tim or something like that. Yeah, it's good you didn't but, um, do that too, though. They, yeah, <laughs> they put him on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on, yeah. You, I mean, gotta, you cool. feel too bad about it. I remember when that happened. That's really funny. Yeah, I was like, he took my bag. Like, he said, I saw my name on the thing. He thought I was it was like, him. But all right, I can't remember what He's else. Like, I'm I funny, got. right? Yeah, <laughs> but. Maybe they put me on and they meant to book him. I don't know, but he wasn't so funny. So after like, so a couple years after, you know, you make those trips to New York and L.A. and Austin. Yeah. And then you end up not moving. Yeah. And then you're in D.C. for a while. Mm-hmm. At that time, like during those years, um, were you, were you thinking at all about having a, like a full-time career as a comedian were you thinking like i i want to find a way to be a touring comedian or like i want to like get into tv or anything like that what i i think i have a that's so funny that um recently when we did those auditions when i did just for laughs and whatever the guy that books just for laughs asked me what i wanted to do jeff singer yeah Uh and i was like Huh, I never really thought about. It. Yeah. Even at that moment. Like that right. was this was however long ago. Four months ago. Yeah. But it's funny. Um, like we did both the also the They're the in the Comedy same week. Central Com- and the up next Just for was, Yeah, up next and JFL auditions were the same week. Yeah. I got when I got And you got up Comedy next Comedy Central, I did that one and did my set was pretty good. That's when I was like, "Oh, I know what I want to do." Like, okay, I've, I now I know what is it. Just kind of be a a comic. That's my my issue right now. This might be off mic conversation. Yeah, this is I know this is a personal. My issue right now is so you have the industry, and uh-huh. you have these these people that you know you you book show or you pitch shows to yes and um and you i felt that i felt that vibe when i was out there did you have a meeting with comedy central um no okay. i had um because i didn't like ask i you, didn't you still can though 
I think so. No, definitely. You I can. think, but I think that's the progression is that you you do the thing and then you start to you know go to them and you can say, hey, I think this would be a good idea. Hey, I think this would be a good idea because they they're a TV channel. Yes, you know. Um, the problem is, and I have ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, the the problem is. I feel like the ideas that I have are my ideas. Okay. And until I come up with something that I want them to have, if they come to me and they say, hey, we have this thing, we have this project, we want you in this project, it's their idea, mm-hmm. then I go, yeah, of course, I will right. go do that. But the ideas that I have are... Well, they're not huge. They're not big things. They're not like a huge, it's not like a uh-huh. big show or anything like that. But well, you mean like uh, it could be a web series or like it could be yeah. a half hour sitcom, or not a sitcom, but like a f- half hour comedy show. The thing, the thing. Of, I mean, after I did my set, I was happy with the set, uh-huh. like I said, and I was happy with the response. And then after that, I was like, thanks. I'm uh, I'm hoping it was a good experience for you. It was a good experience for me. Um, but I don't. There was a there was a vibe there, mm-hmm. and I I don't think I've talked about like how it how it really went down. I wasn't nervous. Yeah. So okay. Was, so let's talk about. It. So okay. So you audition at Big Hunt big, yeah. for up for up next. Thanks for that, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is your second year auditioning. Yeah, second year auditioning. Now, you want to know something interesting. This is interesting. Uh-oh. Too. Uh-oh. I hesitated mm-hmm. putting you on the lineup. I know. The second time. Did I tell you this already? No. I I just I know. How do you know? Because I've been doing comedy for 15 years. Why man. do you think that I hesitated? Because I'm older and angry. Or because I'm... Th- th- I do a certain kind of material that's not suited for comedy central yeah kind of i thought the <laughs> the first year yeah the first year you auditioned what I did thought, i do what's that i don't even remember what jokes i did i you did jokes i hadn't heard very often at all i think i talked about having and something with my kid i think i was sick at the time I, I think i just found out that i was sick oh maybe that's maybe you're in a weird headspace oh definitely was so well do you want to talk i you, would i had just gotten out of the hospital so you found I out i found out that i had kidney disease uh-huh. and i was like oh i got I, I have to you know you do that comedian thing where you go i have material about yeah uh, and i had done it twice maybe Mm-hmm. Maybe once, maybe twice. Probably not at all. I don't even remember what jokes I did. Yeah, well, the impression I got watching that set, mm-hmm. which I don't remember the jokes now, but I don't either. When I was watching it, I was uh, my thought was, "What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this decision that Tim is making?" And right. I I think I remember it being a little bit, maybe I don't know if it was dirty or if you swore a fair amount. Or I can't remember if it's dirty or supposed to curse. No, I was okay to curse. It's just that, you know, if it's something that it's going to be tough to put on TV, it's like you're kind of 
you're kind of putting yourself in a tough position for a, a TV network that's watching you. you yeah. Know? I think I think that was the difference too in the in the two sets. But go ahead and I'll tell you so what I mean. I was like what I my feeling was I'm like Tim made a weird decision mm-hmm. about what material he did on that set mm-hmm. and it didn't go great. Mm-mm. You did not get a good, great reaction from the crowd. I didn't get crowd. a good response because I didn't work on the jokes. Yeah, they were not no. worked out jokes. And as I'm watching them, because, I mean, at that last year, I was at shows a lot more. Than yeah, I you weren't there year. that night, I don't think. I was there that night. Were you? Yeah. It was a weird night. Because I remember very vividly your okay. set. Yeah. Because I was really, because I thought, I was expecting you to have a great set. I was expecting yeah. you to have one of the best sets of the night. And I thought you kind of had a rough set. Wait a minute. What am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of the night uh, Dylan was still there. Dylan was on that show. Dylan was on that show. That's the show. God bless the dead. Dylan, the girl up front, said, you're never going to be famous to Dylan. That's the show. I'm thinking of another show. Wow, is that what she said to him? That's what she said to him. Wow, in the middle of his yeah. uh, audition showcase. I didn't. I yes. never heard that that's what she said. That's what she said to him because we talked about it after. That I'm thinking of that one. There's a picture of that showcase, th- us there. That is I'm the one I'm talking th- about. Okay. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay, those. I thought those jokes were better. <laughs> the one w- that you were on with Dylan. There was another one that I did that was a showcase for somebody that you had. That you put me on. Oh, and that was Heart the, of the City. Oh, that you're right. Yeah, that was like a year before that. Yeah, okay, that's the one where I talked about having kids. Okay, yeah, okay. The one and after I, that was, what's his name? Had a great set. Dylan that night. Dylan had a good set. Uh-huh. Monty had a tremendous set. Yeah, yeah, he incredible did incredible set. Yeah, and um, those are the only two that kind of stood out to me. Same. I did okay. I thought I did okay, but nothing like... I thought you did okay, but I thought that... It was nothing... I had high hopes for you. And mm-hmm. it did... I, I did... Start, I, sometimes I feel like... I felt like there were certain high-pressure situations w- that you were in where you would make kind of unusual choices about mm. what... How you approach the set. Yeah, Yeah. your energy, your material. Yeah. Where. Self-sabotage, you think. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, interesting. And it's a really, it's a strange thing because it's, uh, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. there have been situations where shows going off the rails Mm -hmm. or a show is important for another reason. Yeah. And I've seen you go out and then you have another level Mm -hmm. that. We no no one ever gets to see. Yeah, yeah. It's very rare. People don't get to see the full Tim. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I know that you have that extra that extra level that you can get to. Huh. And so, well, thank you. Yeah, sure. But you you pay attention because you're you know you you know your show like you know your yeah because I'm want I I'm trying I want everyone to maximize their yeah their talent and have the best set they can have each time and mm-hmm. so then I'm and also I have to pay attention to who's doing what so I can have the show flow properly. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're crushing it, like, I, you know, I don't want to like load up all of the crushers all back to back and then, ha- mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like I got to space it out and have everything flow normally. And so I really was debating on. I know whether, exactly what you mean. Whether yeah. to put you on <laughs> up next again this I, year. I know exactly what you mean. And uh, I was surprised that I got, not surprised, but I was like, 
oh, he's trusting me. He's trusting me to, you know. But. Which I'm going to call it But again. then this year you did kill it. Yeah. Then this year you did have a great set. Yeah. I kind of knew this year was different because I had a different, um, there was a different experience for me because I knew that there was a thing that I got through the improv. They sent me to L.A. Uh-huh. to audition for Last Comic Standing. Uh-huh. In, I mean, it probably was, no, it was 2014. Okay. It was a month before my daughter was born. Okay. And I didn't do well. Uh-huh. But, and it was one of those situations where in my head, like Wanda Sykes was in the back of the room. I couldn't see anything. All I saw was her hair. Uh-huh. Right? And I was like, if I get into a situation, am I going to be able to do, a, am I going to be a professional comedian if I can't, if I can't perform in front of top brass, if I can't perform in front of, it was just, it was Wanda Sykes in a room full of NBC execs. And so, but did and you think you weren't performing well because you were aware of that and there was, you felt the pressure? I didn't perform well because I didn't. It was one of the. It was last comic stand. It's one of those things where two things. Two things changed. One of the things that changed was that when I did that set, I said, "I have to talk about myself. I have to do jokes about myself. Those aren't my best jokes." Right. So when I did this one, I knew that. Yeah. When I did this one for comedy for Comedy Central and then for Just for Laughs, yeah. I just said, "I'm gonna do my." I'm gonna do the jokes that I love to do right now. Uh huh. Okay. I'm gonna do. I'm only gonna do those jokes, and I just said I'm gonna practice those. I'm gonna work on those, and I'm just gonna keep doing them until I know exactly where the punches are, and I can take out stuff, and I right. can add it, and I'm just gonna make this the funniest five to seven minute set that I can. Did you do a similar set on your audition that you did at Clusterfest? Yes, but. Somebody gave me another tag, and they told me to. Um, I was debating what set to do as the weeks, you know, right. were going on, and they said, "Hey, make sure you do the set that you did that night." And I was like, "Oh, perfect." Yeah, that's what they wanted. That's yeah. what Comedy Central wanted. Mm-hmm. And they told me, um, but somebody gave me a tag, and I had done it twice. And for me, and this is just how my brain works, I don't know if it's self-sabotage, but there has to be something that I've never done before. Or I've With done every single set? Twice. Not every set, but a set like that. There has to be something where in my head I'm excited about it. Uh-huh. Like, ooh, this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know how this part's going to go. Uh-huh. I know how this is going to go boring. I know how this is going to go boring Mm -hmm. but when i get to this right i gotta i gotta remember how this goes i always feel it worked out yeah it worked out pretty good so what did uh you did you did the tag twice leading up to it and then you did it another time on that show Mm -hmm. who gave you the tag jay agbon (laughs) oh hey all right jay agbon gave me that's pretty cool he gave me the tag i left on I left on a Thursday. The show was on Friday. I left on, yeah, I left on Thursday. He gave me the tag on Tuesday. How long did you stay out there? 
I did um got there Thursday night at like two AM. Mm-hmm. Um my show was Friday. I left like Sunday morning. So what'd you do Saturday? I went to Oh, I went back. It was just um I hung out with my friends. I hung out with my friends that live out in in California. So you didn't like, like go to any other shows? No, after. The shows were later that day. There was a thing earlier in the day with Neil Brennan. I think he did like a depression um thing and I don't really, you know. Right. <laughs> but uh it was like a depression, not a show. I think it was like a talk or whatever. And I was like, I don't really, yeah, I don't need to. Yeah. So I went, uh, hung out with my friends, and then I went later that day, and I saw Caleb's show, and he did, he did fantastic. He's just so relaxed, like Caleb Stewart. Caleb Stewart, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just so relaxed. But um, and all those other comics on that show were pretty. I thought they were pretty good too. It was just a fun weekend. And then I went to go see, um, I saw everybody. Um, Neil Brennan walked over to me and said, what's up, dude? <laughs> and gave me a fist bump. And I was like, oh, shit, because I've opened for him twice in yeah. D.C. I thought he remembered me. Um, he didn't. He thought I was. <laughs> he thought I was. Uh, you ever see Roast Battle? Uh, I've seen it. He thought I was the ball guy. With the six pack or whatever, with the twelve pack, he thought I was him. The guy that like runs on the stage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so that guy, it, so much so that so there's three guys, right? They're called the um, yeah, yeah, the not the not the the three guys that run on after yeah, yeah, the, after each joke or whatever. He, uh, the other two guys, he was roasting. He was roasting. Um, he was going against Mike Lawrence, oh. who I talked to. Who's always been cool, but um, he was roasting Mike Lawrence. So the other two guys came to me, and apparently they had been talking like, "Hey, look, I thought that was him." Yeah. They came to me and said, "Hey, can you replace him when he roasts?" Okay. And then when he went up to roast, they went and got me, and I ran up there, and he was. What did you do? Did like, you do a thing? I didn't do anything. I was waiting on them to do something. Oh, so and you never did it? I didn't do anything. I think I threw some cornflakes on the crowd or something like that. But That's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that aired. I don't think it did. It's funny thinking about you. If you replaced, like, yeah. if that guy, if that guy, like, I don't know, got deported or something. Or yeah. Move, and, uh, <laughs> deported? I don't know. That's what happened to Milner. To Compton? I think I'm trying to have Com- an, uh, LA. Yeah, I was trying to ha- think of, <laughs> think of what, why he could disappear. He moved away or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, Jamar Neighbors, yeah, is but his it, name. yeah, if that guy, if that guy moved away, and then uh, just picturing you in that group, yeah, and uh, you just do it because it's so goofy and silly. It's it's not Ridiculous. not really your style. No, that's so funny because I am goofy and silly. I yeah, just you are goofy and silly, but I can be. Yeah, it depends on where I am in my. You keep head. it to yourself for the most part. I'm very yeah yeah. I'm very um. You can tell how my week's going by how my how I'm doing on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you did so you went out there and then you felt uh you you know, you felt good about it and you started yeah. thinking like, okay, well maybe I could uh get yeah, I into felt some the, career stuff. Yeah. I felt the well, I felt the industry. I felt there were people like they were doing that thing, hey, I saw your thing. I'm 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 you know, I'm managing uh so and so if you you know, if you ever in they do the. Right. If you're ever in this city, come you know, should holler at us and 
and I was like, um, I've at this point I've just had the uh, just the questions of what what do I want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do? I just want to kind of develop my own stuff and be my own because I don't want to have uh, I don't want to have anything that somebody can take away from me with some old tweets or some are you saying that are you saying like you would rather you take your ideas that you have now mm-hmm. and just make just develop them just on my make own. them yourself mm-hmm. and put them out yourself mm-hmm. and some of them some of them I have are you know they they need more development before I can take them to somebody there because are, I want to be able to come to them with a flushed out thing uh-huh. at least a, if I'm doing a show if I want to write a show mm-hmm. I want it to have at least a pilot shot mm-hmm. or you know act one you want to shoot episode. the pilot yourself yeah i mm-hmm. mean well i'm a some people do that yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yeah um just paying people to do it myself and then see where it goes from there mm-hmm. and so that's why i'm right now i'm just trying to do a, a lot more on my end to be like I'm doing the podcast, I'm doing video for the podcast, I'm doing all these other things. So you're gonna to put up little, up. you're gonna put up little clips of, yeah. from the uh, from the podcast, and you're also putting yeah. out little clips of your stand up. Yeah, putting out more stand up, which is funny because um, I would put out. Um, I think I can't remember who was telling me. Russ, Russ Green was telling me this. Was like, why are you putting out crowd interactions? Why are you putting out? I'm like, cause it's fun. It's funny. Yeah. What does he care? Because, well, he had a point. He, people were, after I did Comedy Central, I got a lot more um, Instagram, a lot more uh, YouTube Uh followers. And I noticed the numbers. And you're talking about you did a set that was taped and Comedy Central put out. Yes. They put it out on YouTube. And on Twitter. And on Twitter and on (laughs) Facebook. I got to talk about that Facebook. Okay. (laughs) If anybody's seen it. So, I think it. I think five hundred thousand people saw it on uh, Facebook. Okay, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand actually saw it on uh, YouTube. I don't know how many saw it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, but those are the two that I keep seeing. Mm-hmm. Is the YouTube and the and the Facebook? What happened on Facebook? But they, the way they cut it on Facebook, I started at the you know the last joke. It's about uh, Chick Fil A. Okay, and the joke starts at this where I, the sentence where I say, "Gays don't go to Chick Fil A," uh-huh. and people in the comments were like, "What do you tell? What do you mean, gays don't? What do you tell? What does he mean?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think I gays don't go, gays don't like chicken or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which that's not the you know context of the joke that's right yeah that's yeah just they just they edit in a weird a weird yeah. spot it's easy to do that when you're doing when you're putting up a bunch of videos yeah because when like when you put a video on on twitter it starts off by cutting off the first and last 10 seconds and right. you have to change it to have yeah. the whole thing you have to add that yeah um, so you have to know that, that uh, and sometimes it'll cut off part of it it doesn't even it looks like it put the whole thing up but it's cutting off part of it yeah um yeah that's annoying to have to deal with that Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't really get too much. I didn't get any neg. I didn't get anything negative. But uh-huh. I'm fucking reading the comments, of course. 
I was reading. I was reading all that shit. And you were also. And it was fun. You also like recorded your like every stand up set. It seemed like for like a year or two. I did. That was one. That was one of the things I decided to do because I don't write. So I wanted to be able to see. I would. I would audio record everything. So I have mm-hmm. all the audio, and then I said, "This isn't enough. I need to see." The dumb face I'm making, or why I'm getting a laugh. Like I would hear laughs, oh, really? and I would go, "Why am I? Why are they laughing at what I said there?" Oh yeah, because I don't hear what's funny, and I would go, "Oh, I need to see my face to see what I'm doing." Oh yeah, that's true. So I just made a decision. I said, "I'm a videographer. I have the shit. I have equipment. So why not use it to go, mm-hmm. you know, record myself?" And um, God, that it just uh, that. That kind of helped me. But for Russ, what Russ was telling me, I noticed after I got the views, after I got the, uh, like, people would come over to my YouTube channel and they started looking at the videos. I put up a video not too long ago where I did five minutes on, you probably, you've heard this material before. It's five minutes on working in an office and I have the other videos of me um, messing with the crowd. There's a couple of videos of me messing with the crowd or whatever. That five minutes is up to like 1500 views now and then the other ones are at you know they they went up i wouldn't get a whole lot of views before anyway yeah but that one in particular shot up the mm. other two are at like one's at 150 and the other is like what was the complaint but what's his complaint about the crowd work his complaint was just that it wasn't um and I understand what he's saying. It's just, it, it doesn't look, like, this is not professional. Do you look like, it's like, that's not what I'm selling right there. That's a different thing than I'm selling yeah. right there. That's just me having fun on stage and having fun with the audience, you know. Yeah. It wasn't too critical, but it was just like, I get I get what he's saying with the view count. I don't think you also need to, uh, you, you don't have to be putting out perfectly polished I don't think so either sets all the time I mean no. you, also you're gonna use up all your material eventually yeah you're, there's only so much material that you have and yeah especially if you put out five minute videos yeah you'll use up really fast mm-hmm. um but it's like you're slowly trying to build a, a fan base mm-hmm. you know and so you yeah. need to put it the, you know you need to put stuff out and i think it's nice I, I like seeing the the crowd interaction stuff because it's yeah. it's very unique and it's uh like I, I don't know sometimes it can be more interesting than watching jokes online yeah um so i mean I, it, I think it depends on the interaction i think i put out a good a, a couple good ones um, did you ever think about trying to like make like make a, a a long video using components of all of those different sets because you you probably have hundreds of sets taped you could take like little segments hmm. you know like i don't know how that would look you mean joke joke to joke y- or, or even within the jokes i mean it would be because you know you're t- i'm sure you're telling similar the same jokes in a lot of those sets it is a lot of them uh, and it's different energies and it one thing i wanted to put up is um the the video where i where i got booed okay at um the na conference okay just to show some cuz comics always put up like look how funny i sure, am sure. i'm like no 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 this this was a good night yeah let me show you a bad night yeah I got booed by a room full of drug addicts in Ocean City. 
What did you say that and made him it boo you? was bad. What's that? What did you say that made him boo you? Oh, a few things. Okay. Like, <laughs> but that's what I would want to do long form is just kind of discuss. That's where the idea from my podcast came from. It's reading the room and understanding, uh, okay, I got, bo- I got booed because I came out on stage in a room full of people that have been sharing their feeling, like their... Because, you know, there's a certain, for drug addicts, I think, or anybody that's addicted to something, it's like they're very selfish. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to, um, they're, they're, they're trying to control that. And what a conference does is it helps them to cope and it helps them to uh, understand that they have to uh it's like a thing where they've been sharing all. They've they've t- look. This is what happened to me. This is why I do the things, did the, the <laughs> stuff that I did. I don't know why I'm acting like that. I don't know either. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Um, but this is why I did. It. So I go up on stage and I say, um, uh, I started with like, how you guys doing? Who came from? Whatever. I can't remember. I came from D.C. And then they start yelling out more places. Like, I came from Philly. I came from Jersey. I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear that shit. And from there, Uh, it was the, yeah, yeah. don't talk. You sit there in the dark and listen to to some some piece of shit dude on stage. Just too much arrogance. So I think it's because they try to keep it positive there. Well, that too. You know? But they don't always. It's there's there's a difference. Paris Sachet went up right before me. Uh-huh. She did great. Yeah. So the difference in the it wasn't like they treated her like shit uh-huh. and then treated me like more shit. They treat she did great. Pete did great. Pete Bergen. Uh-huh. He did. He was a host. Well, he's got the inside track. He's got the inside track Pete, too. He's in recovery. Yeah. So. But Paris, she went up. She did fine. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like they. she went up and they were like, I will fuck say, you, fuck you, fake Eve. Paris She is, did well. Paris is very good at reading the room. She, she's great at reading the room. Par- the, it's a, uh, you th- kind of like when you, when you look at Paris, you kind of think like, you know, she kind of seems like a, like carries herself like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like really doing her own thing on stage. Mm-hmm. But if you watch her closely, she is very in tune with who she's talking to mm-hmm. and she talks b- in a specific way f- for whatever room she's in to try yeah. to connect with them. Yeah. And that's a lot of the reason why she su- has been so successful yeah. is because she can do well in different rooms because she does, she does change a little bit the way she does it. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. I, I just remember her um, when we first started or when I first started seeing her, she had like this long wig. Yeah, I do like too. This long hair, and I was like, "That girl right there." She didn't have any jokes. Like she hadn't. It didn't seem like she had written anything down. No. But she, f- it felt like she would just go up and just kind of. She had thoughts, and then just ad lib it. Yeah, stage, she really was. I, it was really like a person. You're just watching a person teach themselves how to do stand-up yeah as you're, you're just watching them do it mm-hmm. and then they just you know it doesn't take that long and then they just learn how to yeah. do it mm-hmm. and all, all of a sudden you know they're 
they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then she just just and then, you know, she had the incident with the with the attack, and then yeah. she got her hair, uh, and then she just had this look, and now she's just untouchable. Paris got jumped by these guys that I think she like wasn't interested in talking to on the sidewalk, yeah. and I maybe mm-hmm. and I think they they jumped her afterwards. There's an article that you can Google if you want to see um, what happened to her, but it's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but she she came back strong after that, mm-hmm. and it's really been like, I mean, she was already on, she a, was good, on, on a good path yeah. already before she was that. on her way. Um, and then um, she got the she had the teeth and titties campaign. Mm-hmm. She had the because she had to get new teeth. New teeth. She got her teeth got fucked up. Yeah, and then she had to get um, like on the news they showed like she was high out of her she was on some type of painkillers mm. oh really her, yeah yeah she had on sunglasses outside she thought they interviewed or whatever that but sucks <laughs> but um yeah she was just she did great and then i went up and the whole room changed i mean and sometimes that just happens especially in a weird that's just also like oh, if yeah. you're in a weird just a not a, a regular crowd environment mm-hmm. so what is the i so your idea with your podcast is you talk you're talking to comics yeah i mean the i the i guess the the you're supposed to have a thing for a podcast my thing was always <laughs> like i was <laughs> my thing was always like i'm good at reading the like i can kill in any room okay i always thought that i was good at that just even though we just gave this bad example yeah but that's <laughs> that's the exact like that's the um that's where I learned. Okay, now I know what to do in that. Oh, situation. you learned from it. Yeah, yeah. I need to bomb first. Though, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So after that, now I when I go back, I'll be more humble. And it's not just that room; it's rooms like that. Right. Yeah. There's where, a, there's so many different types of rooms. Yeah. And so big hunt. I'm I'm I know that if I do certain things a certain way and tell certain jokes, I can do well. Sure. Um. I've been in front of black crowds recently and I say, oh, I got to switch up. I got to take this out. I got to move this here and I got to. So just reading the room and for me, it's more about survival. So I think uh, I think we all have that when we're in a situation where we don't know what to do. We just kind of use past situations. Oh, definitely. And we go, okay, how do I survive this situation and i have to read the room i have to understand what's coming at me and that's a lot of what the repetition of being on stage all the time is right when everybody tells you oh if you want to be good you got to go up all the time you got to go up over and over and over again you got to do it hundreds and thousands of times yeah and what you're doing when you do that hundreds and thousands of times Mm -hmm. is you're just building up all this knowledge and experience yep. mm-hmm. of all these different scenarios and combinations of room size and crowd yeah. and learn. And then you're instinctively knowing what to do mm-hmm. in the moment. Cause you have to know in the moment cause you, you, you have split second decision yeah. o- over and over again about how you're going to go about your set as it's unfolding. Mm-hmm. But that's what, that's what comedy central was to me. It represented a um it represents like i wasn't nervous like going out on stage just being in that situation 
I could see the I could see some of the other people. It was one girl that kept um like giving everybody dap backstage. Okay. Like giving everybody a lot of love backstage. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh boy. <laughs> What's that tell you? <laughs> uh it's it's one of those it's it's a um it's it's just like every anybody else that's overly nice, you go, something's up here, you know. Did you ever find out what was up? No. No, but you will. But she's fine. Like she's she's doing like she got she did that show. She was at Just for Last re- recently. Um she's fine. She didn't do well that night. And you want to say what her name is? We all no. We all everybody did well. She didn't do that well. Yeah. But um they just going up i didn't get nervous until the the uh chris stefano was the host mm-hmm. he said oh what do you want me to say for you i was like um oh just comic from dc and then i said oh you know what comic from texas oh really yeah yeah you switched it yeah i switched it and he was like texas and i got like eh, that little and I was like, yeah, Texas. And he said, all right. And he brought me up, and I was on That's funny. Why, why did you want to be from Texas? Because I'm from Texas. I'm from Texas. I, D.C. is where I started doing comedy, but I'm from Texas. That's true. You are from Texas. I, I feel like, I I just feel like if you feel like having a good set, you can have a good set. Oh, you mean me yeah, specifically? You. Uh-huh. Hmm. That's like my, that's always I felt I always feel like if I came up to you during a show and was like I need you to have a good time. Oh, you need me to do well? Mm. Then you could do it. Hmm. But I feel like if I don't say anything, you'd have you no idea what's going to happen. Really? Yeah, I mean not that you have bad not that I mean, you have I, tried to, I know what you mean. But but some <laughs> but you but you get a weird ideas in your head which yeah. we you we have already discussed on this podcast. Yeah, I have to about <laughs> what you're doing and part of what you're doing is just weird psychological shit. Yeah. Of like trying to I'm incorporate playing, new things or yeah, yeah. I'm playing with yeah, I'm playing with um it's the ten thousand hours. What do you what are you doing in the ten thousand hours if you're not um experimenting if you're not experimenting if you're not trying to figure out okay i know i can be funny this way let's try to be funny right or not even sometimes not even funny sometimes i'm just trying to be um i'm trying to see what this will do do you ever think about trying to tell a different style of jokes or a different um topics of jokes or are you Hmm. always just thinking of like what you know what what strikes me as funny and then i'll just try to develop that yeah it's usually what that's what that's what it feels like to me when i watch from the outside all Mm -hmm. your jokes seem like these are just observations that you made yeah this is it yeah it's usually 90 percent of what i think about is race related and then every (laughs) now and then something else will pop up and i'm like that really chaps my but white people let me tell you it doesn't come off as (laughs) as too um too hard on white people. I don't, I don't think. think so. I try not to be. No, it's no. no you're not Russ. No, <laughs> but that's what the it's once again is kind of reading. It's understanding. Okay, most of this room in Dupont Circle, right, is white kids. Yeah. So if one black comedian goes up and talks about white people, then I'm gonna have to, I I feel 
like, oh, maybe I should just go up and talk about these these few things. You try to there's gonna be take like it a, easy on them. Yeah. Well, no, there's gonna be like a. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me not do this one and not do this one. You're saying you're gonna talk less about racial stuff if somebody else already yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. If it they, does if, get if to they, be because it does get to be overkill. I and think so. Any topic, it doesn't matter the topic. Any topic, if yeah. every comic is going up talking about the same thing, exactly, it gets to be tiresome. Right. If if uh, so, if Lafayette goes up and he's mm-hmm. talking about me, we talk about race in a different way. Definitely. But we there are some things that he, some jokes that he does that I go. Okay, well, I won't do my joke. Yeah, like that. Right. You know, which so. makes sense. Which is that's a very normal decision. But that's any topic though, so it's not right. just race. Yeah. It's, um, it's relationships. It's jerking off. I don't think I have a whole lot of masturbation jokes. Yeah, but, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But not too many people have. So, I, depending on where I am in the show, I can just say that. There's certain comics that talk about these particular topics, but there's no comics that talk about like this stuff. Yeah. So what I do, if it, if I go too late in the show and I've kind of heard every topic, then the later I go in the show, the more personal I get. Oh, that's interesting. Because nobody has had the experience that I've had. Do you get any extra satisfaction talking about one topic over another? Um... Not really, because we're supposed to be working things out. That's one of my beefs kind of with the with um, some of the shows. It's like if we're doing open mics, we all should be experimenting. We all should be working on trying to be um, not not killing. Like, trying if we to can have that night, we can have that night where we go, all right, everybody, we're going to kill. We're just gonna go up and we're gonna kill uh-huh. the whole show, uh-huh. and that's fine. That's not making us any better, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. I'm sure it's fun for the audience, but that night, if the audience comes back and we're hey, we're gonna kill all night again, it's gonna be a lot of the same stuff. Sure. So there's gonna be some good people, and there's gonna be some. Um, one thing that I also do that you probably might not like is. Somebody goes up and they absolutely destroy, Uh then I'll kind of... Yeah, you bring it down. I wouldn't say bring it down. I would would be a little little more experimental than I should be. Yeah. Just so they know where they are. Madi does that too. Yeah. Madi will take it way down Mm -hmm. after someone crushes. Yeah. Um, But sometimes I don't. Sometimes I go, oh, let's match it. I think it's fun to match it too. I think... I mean, that's that, fun. That's a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Energy was comic, yeah, because I'm like low to medium energy. Mm-hmm. So if somebody really crushes, <laughs> I I enjoy trying to ride the energy. Yeah. I think it's fun to just take that energy. If you, and if you can just get your first joke to hit mm-hmm. after it, then you can. Then you're, then you're just on cruise control, just sailing through the rest of your set. Yeah, you can do it. You can do that. Um, if you start, if you start, you got to hit. It's got to hit. It's got to hit. Yeah. yeah. But if you tell that first joke and it doesn't hit, and you're the letdown, Mm -hmm. then you have a huge hole to dig yourself out of. Yep. Um, which is a different challenge then. Yeah. Do you want to do another album? Um, I think that's the next. That'll be the next thing. 
But there's one particular thing that I kind of want to work on also, just telling more more of my story. Oh, well. so you want to get into doing more personal material? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, material and also like another like a project. I don't know if people do one man shows anymore, one person shows anymore. But yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, everyone's on. out in Edinburgh right now doing a million one person shows. Oh, that's right. Naomi is um, over there right now. Naomi Caravani, yeah. Um, she told me about it. And Sean Patton and Lisa Trigger, who both just headlined Big Hunt, are both in Edinburgh. Uh, oh, really? Uh, doing one person shows. Uh huh. I just saw Sean was out there, and then I saw him recently. He was at Big Hunt, yeah. Yeah, he right. was just at Big Hunt yeah, uh, yeah. last weekend, mm-hmm. um, two weekends ago. Yeah. So um, is that what that is? The Edinburgh like that, thirty one, days, yeah, but it becomes a, a it's like a month. You go for like a month. Yeah. And each person is doing so. Basically, every person is doing like an hour. They're all doing their quote unquote show. Yeah. And it's a one person show for each, or is it just material? Uh-huh. I thought it was just material. I guess it's whatever you, you want to do. Eat. Material. Yeah. And like you'll get you, sick of it after. You well, I think what it is is like they try like try to make it a theme. Like Lisa was, you know, she it was her regular material, but she's yeah. trying to work it into a, a a kind of a cohesive show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely one person shows are still a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. Burbi- that's what Burbiglia does. That's what Colin Quinn does. Yeah. Okay. Chris yeah, Gethard. You're right. Chris yeah, Gethard put a Netflix special out. That's a one one man show. Yeah. That's not really stand up. The depression thing. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Career suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's definitely still a thing. Yeah, it it it's a hard thing to develop though because yeah, I'm realizing that you don't you know when are you getting the opportunity to 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 talk about that stuff? You when know? do you get in the opportunity to go into a ten minute story, right? And that's what some of them some of them are ten minutes, some of them are three minutes, some of them are jokes. So I mean you could try to I, that's I, what I'm trying to develop you try to get right on now. storytelling shows, I guess. That's that's gonna be my that's my next thing. I don't know I don't know anything about them at this point. Uh, Sh- Shrek is gone. What's his name? Martin Shrek. Amini. Who? Who's that? You remember Shrek? Story uh-uh. League. No. No. I Scott never met Scott Shrek. I never met him. Mar- they, uh, Martin's uh, Natalie Amini. She does one. So I'm gonna try to get on hers. That's cool. Yeah. But the Story League stuff, they're to me like they're like the wit like people right They're like you have to pay for the oh is it i don't i don't know how it's it like works a, what what this is a this is a entertainment like what are you talking about every time i watch storytelling i'm like this person is bombing so bad hilarious you don't watch uh this is what's happening or what's happening now or whatever it's called this i is can't not, believe this happening. this is not happening this is not happening yeah 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 i i've watched i mean i'll watch like people that i really like i'll watch their yeah. their set from it and then mm-hmm. I saw um, Ari's show, which yeah. is not called that anymore because he had gave it to Comedy Central. But yeah. it's still a live show that happens. Do you see my? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, because he is, had that show before he. It's called. Uh, what you call it? Like Ari Shafir's unnamed storytelling show, I think. Right. Um, and that's smart. People are. People were like, if you scroll down the comments when. Roy Wood took it over. They're like, bring Ari back. Yeah, yeah. People are obsessed with. They're Ari. upset yeah. with. Yeah, they're upset with it. So, but uh, yeah, he. I, uh, I saw Miss Pat and Big J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's pretty funny. It's Doug pretty good. Um, Doug Smith. I yeah, Doug Smith did it. I watched his earlier today. He's Again. got a perfect story. He's for got that. a great story. Yeah, it's fourteen minutes. Yeah, and that and he's that, got jokes and he closed on that for so long. 
That really? four, you, so think about that. You have this 14. He, Doug Smith has headlined BitCon a bunch of times, and mm-hmm. he was on This Is Not Happening, and he, he has a story about stopping um, a woman from getting assaulted in the subway, and he mm-hmm. gets atta- he ends up getting attacked. Right. And uh, But, like, you just have this crazy story that is, like, perfect to end a stand-up set on. That's 14 minutes long, and then, you know, one day you're like, I got to get a new closer. Yeah. It's so hard to yeah. move on from that and, and mm-hmm. develop something that's like close to as good as that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's worked it down. What's his name? Had a good one too. Um, Dan Soders was good. I don't think I saw that. Um, he talked about getting robbed by a uh, drug dealer. Oh, I don't, I don't think I did see it. Yeah. And uh, of course, Ali Sadiq's was, uh, was great. All right, so you you've got a new podcast, new podcast. What's Read the, pod- the room. Read the room. Mm-hmm. You putting out videos, putting out videos. Tr- just trying to come up with. Um, I'm doing like a ninety day challenge. What, okay, what with is alcohol? It? And then the ninety you drink, days. Okay, you drink every day for ninety days. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, just. Ju- really I'm gonna build off the that. 90 day. What's that? I said I really amused myself with that. <laughs> you, so you're yeah, gonna you're build right. off the 90 days. I'm gonna try to build off the 90 days health wise. I'm gonna try to go from 90 days without alcohol, and then at, at day 30 or 60, maybe it doesn't have to be specific numbers, but try to wean myself off sugar, and then try to wean myself off more so into a healthier, perfect lifestyle. specimen. Yeah. So you're gonna be fully, gonna be jacked. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be jacked. You're gonna be ripped. I, I, I wonder do, if you can still be funny at that point when uh, you're super healthy so. and ripped. I think if I if I do it and don't lift, I can still because I can be super skinny then. Yeah, you will be. And super then skinny. I'll be. Um, yeah. Skinny's yeah. funny. Skinny's funny. Yeah, skinny's yeah, you can't have too funny. many muscles. It can't be fucking. It's buff. hard to have a lot of muscles too, though. The older you get, and like you got to eat so much food, and yeah. you got to work out so often to like stay big. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. not anymore. Yeah, I was in the army. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. I see people doing that all the time. I'm like you're working it. You are doing something's wrong with you. Yeah, it's too. You're much. like you're like doing this to fill a void. For sure. What the f- what what is wrong with you? Yeah, not like you. Not like what you do. <laughs> no, that's that night. There's every nothing night. wrong with that. that Drinking. There's no void. There's no void being filled. There's no with void being filled up. with um. Yeah, stand up and uh, chicken wings. Yeah, they're they're cheap chicken wings. They taste like it. <laughs> well, where can uh, people follow you? Um, IG man. Okay. Tim. Miller. Company. All the right. Hardest IG. To <laughs> so you can follow but, Tim on uh, Instagram, and uh, he posts videos from Big Hunt pretty regularly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and then you can times keep, he's gonna start being personal, so we're gonna look out for that too. Ugh. <laughs> well, if you're interested in just how the white ha- the inner workings of the White House and the staff and just some of the crazy shit that was going on, look out for my one man special from w- Waco to the White House. Is that what's gonna that's be what I'm working on? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's but it's cool, gonna dude. take it's gonna take a while. Yeah, that sounds tricky. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. But but it's good to have a project. It's good to have stuff to focus on. Yeah. And right. that's kind of what I want to do. I'm glad read the room and you get it. Look, you're being productive. You're getting healthy. Sounds yeah. good, man. <laughs> Hopefully. All right, dude. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, man. Thanks. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.